0: Well good morning and a warm welcome to St Paul's Church Online. Uh, My name's Adam, I'm one of the curates at St Paul's. This is our fifth online service together. We enter our sixth week of lockdown uh, tomorrow Uh, and uh, perhaps a bit like me you're in in need of a haircut. I hear some of the men in the G household have been shaving off their hair. Uh, Obviously not Jonathan, perhaps I could lend him uh, that, don't worry, not real. Uh, And uh, I hope you're doing really well and managing to cope with this different situation, this difficult situation perhaps that we find ourselves in. Today we're going to worship God uh, together. Ross Cause, one of our worship leaders, is going to lead our sung worship and we'll be thinking a bit more about the story of Jesus meeting Thomas after the resurrection and Kate, our youth leader, and Jonathan, our vicar, will be speaking to us a bit more about that. Normally at the start of a service I say everything that will appear on the screens behind me in fact it'll appear on this screen in front of you so you don't need to go anywhere hope you've got a nice cup of tea or coffee uh, and to enjoy worshipping together. Before we do so let me pray for us and as I was praying this morning and um, the Psalm 42 came back to my mind one of my favourite psalms as the deer pants for streams of water so my soul pants for you my God my soul thirsts for God for the living God when can I go and meet with God? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we gather together this morning to worship you afresh, separate but together. We thank you for your word, that when we gather in your name, you are with us. And we pray this morning that you would make your presence known with us and in us. That you would refresh us. And that as we draw near to you, you would draw near to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship together.
1: Beyond this lifetime Beyond this darkness there's light Your cross is shining So people open your eyes The cross stands above it all Burning bright in this life The cross towers over it all One hope, one deliverer Saviour reigning high above it all of it all. it all, burning bright in this life. The cross towers over it all. One hope, one deliverer, Savior reigning high above it all. Above it all. standing strong and the cross stands above it all burning bright in this life the cross towers over it all one hope one deliverer savior reigning high above it all Above it all And the cross stands above it all Burning bright in this light The cross towers over it all One hope, one deliverer Savior reigning high above it all Above it all
2: Good morning, my name's Kate. I'm the Youth Minister here at St Paul's. It's great to be here with you this morning. Um, I've got a short thought to share um, about uh, our reading this morning, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, But before we get there, I've just got a question for you. Um, Have you ever seen or heard anything that has taken you by surprise or has shocked you? Now, up until a few weeks ago, perhaps um, if I'd asked you that question, you might have had a story about um, a newspaper headline that you'd read, or some information that you'd been given about somebody, or perhaps a gift that was given to you that you hadn't been expecting. Um, And all of those things would have been very real things that would have surprised or shocked us, perhaps. But actually, I think the, the... world that we're living in at the moment as it has become um due to this virus is um quite shocking and quite surprising and perhaps like me you wake up most mornings and have a moment where you think everything's normal and then suddenly you remember what's happened and um how we're living at the moment and you think wow that's pretty shocking um Now the person that we're going to be looking at this morning had a moment like that and um, he dealt with it in a certain way Um, and the way I think he dealt with it often reminds me of um, a TV character. Now this character is from a TV program that was around quite a long time ago. Um, If you're younger than me you probably won't know it or have ever seen it before. If you're older than me, hopefully you will. Um, But he's quite a funny character and he has a catchphrase that he says every episode when something happens Um, that's a bit shocking or a bit surprising. Um, So we're going to watch a clip of um, this uh, programme now so you can get to know who he is and see if you can work out what the catchphrase is that I'm talking about.
3: limit of all time. <laughs> I mean, what receipt there? Hello! Yes, I'd like to speak to the manager, please, and be quick about it. <laughs> Meldrew! No, he doesn't, but he will shortly. <laughs> Hello! Is that Mr P.T. Sturgeon? Yes, well, it's about a large yucca plant your garden center delivered to my house this morning. Yes, a young chap I didn't catch his name. It may have been Frank Spencer.
1: <laughs> <coughs> well, I'll tell
3: you exactly what the problem is, Mr. Sturgeon. I was out the back working in the garden when he arrived, so I asked him if for the time being, he'd put it in the downstairs toilet for me. And you know what he's done? He's only planted it in the <laughs> So
2: utterly goopy just over the night. So the program uh, we watched had the character called Victor Meldrew and hopefully figured out the catchphrase that we're potentially going to be talking about today is I can't believe it now Victor Meldrew um, is quite a grumpy man and most episode well every episode something happens that um he gets a bit grumpy about and he says I can't be- I don't believe it. And often, usually, the thing that has happened is something that is right in front of his eyes. He can see it, he knows it's happened, but he is still saying... I don't believe it. And the character that we are looking at from the Bible today is Thomas. Um, Now Thomas is a person who often I think gets a bit of a bad label as someone who's a bit questioning, um, someone who's quite doubtful of God um, and perhaps maybe gets tied with this line of I don't believe it, when actually I think Thomas is a very regular guy. He has seen his friend, his most loved friend jesus die he's seen him on the cross and then he's told by people that jesus has risen and that jesus is alive again and he can't quite believe that it's happened. Now, Jonathan is going to read um, from the Bible and expand this a bit later on in, in the next talk. Um, but I'm going to read a version of this story from um, the big Bible storybook. And the pictures of this and the, uh, and the words will be alongside me talking. So let me read this to you now. It's just called Jesus and Thomas. Thomas was confused. He had been a friend of Jesus and had seen him die on the cross. Now some of Jesus' friends said Jesus was alive again. We've seen him, they said. He was here, they said. We touched him, they said. But Thomas knew a person could not be alive when he had died. So Thomas just said, I don't believe you. Then one night, Jesus' friends were gathered together. Thomas was there as well. As they were talking, he heard a, vo- a voice say, Thomas. Thomas looked up and saw that it was Jesus. Jesus was standing in front of him. Jesus was alive. Jesus was real. Thomas stood up and touched Jesus' hands. It is me, Thomas, said Jesus. Thomas said, now I believe. He knew then that this was Jesus and that Jesus really was alive again. Now what I love about this version of the story is at the very start when we're told uh, this, we've seen him, they said, he was here, they said, we touched him, they said. And I think it just helps to put into context that Thomas was being told about Jesus being risen again from other people. He hadn't seen Jesus himself. He hadn't witnessed Jesus being alive himself. He was being told by other people that this was the situation and that Jesus was alive again. And it was that that he didn't believe. He couldn't quite accept this news from other people. He had to see it for himself. And then when Jesus um, appears to him and when Jesus says his name, um, we're told in verse 28 of um, John chapter 20 that um, Thomas says, My Lord, my God, as soon as he sees him, as soon as he hears Jesus, he accepts that Jesus is alive, he has risen, he's there, this news that he'd heard was true. I think the um, world that Thomas found himself in was surprising. It was incredible. It was world-changing. This news that Jesus was alive again completely changed the way that he lived and what he knew to be real. And I think that applies to us today. The world that we are living in currently is surprising. It's incredible. The world is changing. But that Jesus who appeared to Thomas is the same Jesus who appears to us today, who lives with us today, who can be present in our lives today. And that's really exciting. So I just want to encourage us that if we're struggling to understand the world around us at the moment, which is totally understandable, Jesus remains the same. Jesus appeared to Thomas in that world that was changed and Jesus appears in our world which looks very different today too. But his rising again remains the same. So I thought we could finish this this part of the talk just by telling God the things that we are finding shocking, the things that we are finding surprising, the things that we are struggling with at the moment. God is big and he can hold all of those things and Jesus wants to be our friend and meet us in that. So if you're um, struggling with um, perhaps being apart from loved ones, if you're struggling with not seeing your friends, if you're struggling with not being able to go to school, um, if you're struggling with not being able to go to the shops or go to the park as much as you'd like to, then let's tell God that. If you're actually joyful in this time, if you're enjoying the freedom of having more time, if you're enjoying being in the garden, if you're enjoying going on bike rides, if you're enjoying seeing a bit more of your family or being able to um, FaceTime or Zoom or Skype loved ones, then tell God that too. He wants to hear so why don't we have a moment just talking to God about what is surprising us, what's shocking us, uh, what's different about our world at the moment, because he really wants to hear. So if you want to um, pray quietly in your heart, do that. If you want to talk to someone you are sat with or text a friend, do that. Um, if you want to write your prayers down, do that too. We're just going to have a few moments now of just being quiet and telling God all the things that are on our heart. So, let's be quiet for a moment. And why don't we pray together? Father we thank you for the story of Thomas. We thank you that he loved you, that he wanted to believe so much that that was true and when he saw you he did believe that you had um, risen and that you were alive and God we thank you for the reminder that he was living in a world that was very changed to what he was used to, that what had happened was shocking and surprising And God, we pray that you would meet us in this changing world that we're living in at the moment, that the things that are shocking us and surprising us, we would be able to share with you. We would know that you um, hear us and that you're walking in this with us. And Lord, we pray that we would be able to declare that you are my Lord and my God, that you are our Lord and our God. And whether you feel very close or quite far away. God, we pray that we would spend more time with you, telling you what is on our hearts, and that we would know that you are there, and that you hear us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we are going to sing again now. and um, We're going to sing our all-age song, um, Tiny Little Me. So let's all sing that together.
1: Have you ever wondered how the God who made the universe and all the plants and creatures that you have ever seen the planets stars the moon and sun he's watching over everyone and still has time for tiny little me My God made crocodiles and antelopes, jellyfish and billy goats, elephants and spiders and buffaloes and bees, rattlesnakes and porcupines and ladybirds and butterflies. It still has time for tiny little me. My God made deserts dry and mountains tall, jungle vines and waterfalls, all kinds of places where I have never been forest green and ocean wide the wind and rain the sea and sky and still as time for tiny little me and he knows how I feel every night every day and he knows what I'm thinking and what I'm going to say and he's known all about me since before day that I was made. My God made mums and dads and great grandmothers, aunties and uncles and stepbrothers, all the different people who are in my family. Grandad, sisters, babies too, and second cousins, twice removed Tiny little me, my God, they crocodiles and antelopes, jellyfish and billiards, elephants and spiders and buffaloes and beasts, rattlesnakes and porcupines and ladybirds and, 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 and butterflies and still has time for tiny little me, my God, they deserts and dry and mountains dry and tall, jungle runs and, and waterfalls, all kinds of and places and where I have never been. Forest greens and oceans winding, ocean windows in the sea and sky And still. And birds and birds
0: you enjoyed our all-age song there and we were able to join in at least with the still has time for tiny little knees, as well as the others as well I promise we'll have more actions in the future Uh, and uh, I did say last week that we hope to have videos from different members of the church family we haven't got one of those this week but we will in future weeks as well today we're going to pray together using uh, the version of the stop prayers that we use at St Paul's pray all together as a church family The S of stop we pray a sorry prayer. We say sorry to God for things that we have done that we shouldn't have done or haven't done that we should have done. So just holding something in our minds let's pray together. Lord God we're sorry for the times when we've done things this week that we shouldn't have done or when we've not done things that we should have done. Would you help us to know you as Lord of Lords and King of Kings and to follow your ways and ultimately Lord would you help us to know that we are your beloved children who you love dearly. Would you help us to draw near to you and help us to know you drawing near to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The T of stop. We're going to pray a thank you prayer. And here I'd love you to just hold in your mind one person who you're particularly thankful for at the moment. It might be someone you're spending a lot more time with than you're used to. Uh, it might be someone that sadly you're not able to see at the moment, but you're still really thankful for them. It might be someone that's doing some things to help you practically, maybe doing some shopping or things like that. Uh, whoever it is, let's just hold somebody in our mind. Oh God, we thank you so much that you call us into relationship with one another. And in this season where our relationships look very different, we thank you for the wonders of modern technology where we're able to communicate with one another still. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to be people who are overfilled with thankfulness. That we would know your power and your presence at work in us. And that we would show your love out into this world. In Jesus' name. Amen. And then we're going to pray uh, for, oh now, others. Uh, And as we do this, we're going to pray for all those people that are working really hard at the moment, still going out to work uh, and doing various things. So let's pray for them. Lord God, we thank you so much for all those people who continue to put their lives at risk in order that we might uh, be safe and well, that we might have food to eat, that our streets would be clean. All those people working in the background as well, Lord making sure that things are well resourced and well uh, looked after. Lord, we pray firstly for them, that you would bless them and protect them. We pray for Christians continuing to work in those places, that you would shine your light out of them into those places, that they would bring your hope and your peace. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. And now, fair P, we're going to pray for two things here. Firstly, we're going to pray about the vaccine that's being produced around the world and then we're also going to hold just a moment of quiet to, to lift our own prayers of, of pleas or of petitions to God, to the Lord. So let's hold a moment together. Lord, we thank you so much for the wonders of science and we thank you for the global scientific community that are working on this vaccine. We pray for them, uh, that you would draw near to them, that you would give them wisdom and strength and understanding that you would speed up their work, that we might have a vaccine soon. And Lord, we pray now in a moment of silence for the things on our own hearts, the things we need your help with at this time. In Jesus' name, Amen. I said at the start we were going to do a version of the stop prayers. It's my version, it's stopple. Uh, We're going to do a little bit of listening to God just before we uh, pray the Lord's prayer together in a moment. And we love that the Lord speaks to us and it may be that he reminds you of a verse of a song or a verse of scripture. It may be he gives you a picture. However the Lord speaks, let's just have a moment together in the silence and ask, Lord, would you speak to your children afresh? We are listening. Lord God we thank you for the love that you have for each of your children. We pray that you would help us to draw near to you, to know your voice and to follow your leading. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray the Lord's Prayer together and I'm going to try and remember uh, the actions for this as well so do join with us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing again so let's do that.
1: Shed oh. When the grave has no claim on me Jesus, yours is the victor cry.
4: Good morning, everybody. My name is Jonathan G. am the Vicar of St. Paul's and it's a pleasure to be looking at the story of Thomas this morning. I've always had a soft spot for Thomas the disciple. Uh, John holds him up as the model believer uh, and I believe he gets a bit of a bad press for being referred to as Doubting Thomas. Peter doesn't get called Denying Peter. Uh, And here John has him as the model believer and we'll be looking at him today. Uh, The story starts on that first Easter day where the disciples are in lockdown themselves. The doors are locked and Jesus comes and meets with them. So let's pray that Jesus will meet with us this morning now. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you that lockdown is no barrier to you. We pray that you would come and meet with us afresh this morning uh, and help us to encounter you ourselves wherever we are. And we ask it in your name. Amen. I'm reading from John's Gospel, chapter 20, beginning to read at verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, that first Easter day, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the other disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But Thomas said to them, Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. As I said, I've always loved the character of Thomas. It's one of the reasons we called our eldest child Thomas. And John in his gospel gives us three glimpses of him. Uh, The first one is in chapter 11, where Jesus and his disciples are keeping well clear of Jerusalem. They know there's trouble there and they get news that Lazarus, their friend, is sick and then has died. And Jesus says he wants to go and be with them. And Thomas says, let us also go that we may die with him. He's realistic, he's afraid, but he's loyal and he's courageous. He's certainly not a quitter or a fair weather follower of Jesus. He'd rather go and die with Jesus than go back to life without him. So he together with Jesus and the disciples go to Jerusalem and they see Lazarus brought back to life again from the dead. So exciting, then the crowds of Palm Sunday Uh, And then the mood changes in Holy Week as they came to the Last Supper. And that's where John gives us our second glimpse of Thomas, at the Last Supper itself. Jesus has been in a strange mood. Uh, He'd washed their feet, that was unusual. He'd talked about someone betraying them and Judas had gone. And now he starts teaching them about going. And he says in John 14 verse 5, you know the place where I am going. Well, Thomas won't pretend he knows something when he doesn't. So he says, Jesus, we don't know where you're going. We don't know how, what the way is. How can we know? And in reply to his question, Jesus says those great words which are written in the bricks up at St Paul's over the arch. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. you would never April fool Thomas. If he doesn't understand something, he's going to say so. And he asked a great question there and got a great answer. And then he went on uh, to the garden of Gethsemane in the agony. He ran away with the others when Jesus was arrested. He probably watched Jesus die on the cross from a safe distance. And then we come to that first Easter day and Jesus appears to the disciples. Uh, Though Thomas wasn't there, we don't know why not. Probably he just needed some time on his own, too depressed to face anyone. Uh, Jesus turns up when he's not there and when Thomas gets back, the disciples say, we've seen the Lord and he thinks it's some kind of sick joke. We already know he won't say he believes when he doesn't. Uh, We already know that he wants a bit of evidence before he's going to believe. So it must have been a very tough week for Thomas, with the others knowing that Jesus was alive and Thomas wondering what was going on. Then this story tells us that wonderful occasion a week later when Jesus came and met with them when Thomas was there he knows what Thomas has said and he says here are my hands Thomas look come and put your fingers in the holes Uh, here's my side where the spear went come and put your hand there but Thomas doesn't need to do that he bows down he falls down in worship and kneels before Jesus and says my Lord and my God It's the most explicit declaration of faith in Jesus we've had yet. And while we may not admire his refusal to believe what the others said, we've got to admire his commitment to Jesus when he does believe. And John uses him in his gospel as the model believer, the one who, when he does believe, bows down and commits himself to Jesus as his Lord and his God. So why does John include this story when the other gospel writers don't? Well, John has a particular reason for writing, and Thomas is a wonderful illustration of the point he's trying to make, that Jesus is God in human form, and that you can have life by believing in him. Uh, But John knows that we need some evidence. Up to now in John's Gospel, people come to see Jesus and put their trust in him, and Thomas needs to see Jesus. But we can't see Jesus, he's ascended, and we can't see him with our eyes. And John says that's why he's writing this gospel. Let me read to you the last two verses of chapter 20 again. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. John says he's written his gospel so we can have the evidence we need to believe in Jesus or you could translate that word to go on believing and trusting in Jesus so our initial faith can come from the evidence that we have in John's gospel but John also gives us reasons to go on trusting and believing in Jesus so to anyone who's not sure whether this is true tonight you're not a Christian uh, sorry this morning uh, you're not sure whether you are a Christian or not you're not sure whether this is true I want to encourage you to read John's Gospel with an honest agnostic prayer. God, I'm not sure if this is true, but if it is, help me to know. And read John's Gospel, and ask Jesus, if this is true, to reveal himself to you. Uh, If you are a Christian, uh, your faith may be rocked by the difficulties we're going through in this coronavirus situation. I want to encourage you to read John's Gospel John says that our faith would continue, that we'd continue to believe. Uh, And as you read about Jesus, it will help you to put your trust in him every day. So let's pray that we would grow in our faith as we come to encounter the risen Jesus more and more. Lord Jesus, we praise you that you are risen, that you are alive, that you have conquered death. We thank you for the way you knew what Thomas's questions were and you revealed yourself to him. Thank you that you know what our questions are and we pray that as we read about you in John's Gospel, as we pray to you, you will meet with us where we are. Deepen our faith. Thank you that locked doors and lockdown is no barrier to you. So come and meet with us in ones and twos, in our houses, wherever we are and give us grace to put our trust in you and we ask all of this in your name. Amen.
1: it uh-huh. is. <laughs>
0: Thank you again to Ross for having led us in our worship this week uh, and in a moment I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing for us. Uh, just a reminder as Jonathan said on Thursday uh, we'll be gathering this evening for our first church-wide prayer gathering on Zoom uh, at 7.30pm. You should have had an invitation from Jan's weekly email. If you haven't dropped Jan or myself an email, our details are on the website and we can get those details to you. Do join us uh, for that from 730 for an hour together to worship at first and then to pray to our God. Uh, Hear these words of blessing as we go. May the love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself, the power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service and the joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts and the blessing of God Almighty the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen stay at home in peace, to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ.
1: Amen.